beauty is all around us. It's impossible to avoid and impossible to ignore the way it influences our lives. The age-old saying, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, tells us that beauty is entirely subjective. I can't say this isn't true, but it's hard to deny that there is a heavy standard and baseline for what most people consider beautiful today. This standard is especially strict when it comes to women and other feminine identifying individuals. Welcome to Call of Beauty, the podcast where we take a closer look at the different aspects that make up women's beauty expectations. I'm Mel Crossley and I'm your host for this episode. Today, we are going to be talking specifically about cosmetic procedures and their role that they play in the beauty standard today. Cosmetic procedures are a fairly new concept when you consider the vast history of gendered beauty. These procedures can include Botox, facelifts, lip fillers, and so on. These aesthetic surgeries are becoming more of a regular practice in the US. The American Society of Plastic Surgeons reports a 19% increase in cosmetic procedures since 2019, with nearly 1.5 million procedures performed in 2022. The wide variety of different cosmetic procedures have many different functions, and it's becoming more of a normal practice for people to get these surgeries to improve their appearance. People have had pretty passionate opinions about these procedures and the patients that get them ever since they first started to rise in popularity in the 1960s. Women who go under the needle are put in a hard position as they face a pretty intense double standard. On one side, people who receive these procedures can face a lot of criticism for artificially enhancing their look. People might use words like fake and plastic to describe the look that these surgeries create. On the other side, these surgeries can be a powerful tool to alter and adjust insecurities. This can allow people to feel a level of confidence that they couldn't achieve otherwise. Let's hear from Estella Weeks. She takes a deeper dive into the role of cosmetic procedures in our world and the perspectives that surround them. Botox and filler have taken the cosmetic world by storm, with these physically altering procedures becoming less invasive and normalized in recent years, the average age of patients are becoming younger and younger. Lily Winnet is an example of how the market is targeting younger women. She was 19 when she got her first taste of filler and she doesn't plan on stopping anytime soon. Yeah, so I had one syringe of lip filler um, between the bottom and top. I got Juvederm and I also got around my eyes like a wrinkle prevention like Botox. While some forms of Botox can be used medically to treat neck spasms and prevent excessive sweating and lazy eyes, about 75% of use is to treat cosmetic conditions. Filler, on the other hand, is rarely used for medical cures and is mainly used to plump and fill, creating more desired features. However, Lily didn't feel any social pressure to get it done. Despite the push on social media for a certain desired look, she got hers for her own personal reasons and doesn't appreciate the stigma around the subject. I think there's a big like stigma like saying that cosmetic surgery or anything lip filler related is like bad and that you shouldn't do it. But coming from like California, it is getting very popular and even coming to Utah, a lot of girls do have it. But I think for me personally, it wasn't a like pressure to get it or anything like that. It was just more for me and how I wanted myself to look. With the rise of social media influencers promoting the use of something called preventative Botox, it can be problematic for our younger and more impressionable generations. 
While getting early set injections of Botox may prevent wrinkles in the future, it perpetuates an idea that women aren't supposed to age. But cosmetic procedures aren't for everyone. Kirsten Dewars is also a 19-year-old here at the U. However, she has never had injections or any form of non-invasive plastic procedures. She's never felt the push to get anything done, but doesn't discount it for the future. I don't really feel like it's affected me at all. I'm kind of neutral. I have bigger lips, and people have actually asked me if I do have filler, which my response is always no. I think that because non-invasive procedures are so normalized now that it's kind of putting an unrealistic expectation on natural beauty standards and is affecting a lot of younger girls more than it did in the past. And I think the age will just keep going down. Historically, it probably started in women a lot older than teenagers, and I think it'll just keep getting younger. According to several online marketing consultant agencies, such as Growth99, they advise plastic surgery clients to market through social media and through influencers. This targets a younger audience who might be those lifelong clients they are looking for. So social media may be to blame for this issue. I also think that, I know this is a classic answer, but social media has a big effect on it. The influence of influencers, I think, is really what brands are looking at and how they're targeting younger girls. I also feel like social media is gotten by a lot of people at a lot younger ages now. And so companies that have non-invasive procedures are, it's easier for them to target younger girls now than it was in the past. While the act itself isn't the issue, it's what the market has become and the potential risks that can follow a botched or incorrect procedure. According to Houston-based Dr. Pat, a board-certified physician who specializes in facial and reconstructive plastic surgery, worries if patients under 21 even benefit from such procedures. Young women may not be as educated on the subject and risk overdoing it or malpractice taking place. They have become susceptible to the market as a prime target because so many standards are pushed to look a certain way in order to get treated a certain way. It's important to get everything done by a licensed professional in order to get their safe results that you desire. I'm Estella Weeks reporting. Estella showed us valuable perspectives on how young women see cosmetic procedures influencing their lives. Whether or not someone has actually received one of these procedures, they feel the direct impacts. Their popularization changes how we perceive beauty as it has become regular practice to fix the things that make us feel less beautiful. The people who know the most about these procedures are those who administer them. They know the patients and their stories and they know exactly what the procedures entail. To hear more from this professional point of view, Call of Beauty contributor Emma Rakovic sat down with Claire Loftus. Can you say your name and describe your role in the medical aesthetics world? My name is Claire Loftus. I have worked as a cosmetic injector for over five years at a couple of different spas, medical spas in Salt Lake and also Park City. And why did you decide to go into medical aesthetics? I enjoyed the atmosphere better. I've worked in many different aspects of nursing in the hospital, and and I actually enjoyed wanting to make people feel better about themselves. What are the main reasons people get medical injections? 
When you hear Botox, you think cosmetic injections. The majority of the patients come in for cosmetic reasons, but there's also different medical reasons for patients that receive Botox. Botox is approved for migraines. It is also approved for teeth grinding. Patients also get Botox if they have any type of urine issues like irritable bladder. It helps relax the muscles. It's also used for patients that have like cerebral palsy. They have really tight muscles that are contracted and Botox helps relieve and relax those muscles. So it really is more than just cosmetic. And can you talk about the specific treatments you did? You said you did Botox. Did you do any other treatments? I primarily did Botox treatments for wrinkles. I also did fillers and filler just adds volume to areas. Say for instance, patients lost weight and they feel like they needed more volume in their face. They would be a candidate for filler. I also did a treatment called Kybella, which is if you're familiar with a double chin, Kybella is a treatment used for that. It is basically an acid that is injected into the subcutaneous fat underneath the chin and that acid helps dissolve the fat and the body naturally clears the fat out in a couple of weeks. Who is the youngest patient you treated and what was their goal for treatment? Well, patients had to be 18. So the youngest patient I treated was 18. And their goal was really just to feel better about themselves. I usually don't like to treat patients that young because sometimes I feel like there's other reasons why they're not feeling good about themselves. But this particular patient actually benefited from Botox, so I was okay with treating them. What are some common misconceptions about medical aesthetics and how do you hope you can change these misconceptions? It's kind of taboo or hush-hush. People say they don't like to say that they've received Botox. And really, I just think it's one more avenue that people can use to feel better about themselves. People diet, exercise, nice haircut, wear nice clothes. And Botox is just another avenue for someone to feel better about themselves. I mean, who am I to judge? what people should and should not do. I mean, we're all here to be happy and live a happy life. And if that makes someone a bit more comfortable, then I feel comfortable helping them. What is the average cost of Botox filler, Kybella? The average cost, I'd say most patients, you're looking probably around for Botox. And you do need to get treated every three to four months because it does wear off. The medication wears off. So it lasts about three to four months. Average, I would say, is about four to $500 for an average treatment. Filler, it depends on how much syringes you get. The average syringe is about six to 700. That can last up to two years, though. Filler does add volume, and when you look on TV, you see people with the big lips, that is filler. So you're looking at probably a couple of thousand for filler if you're looking at a couple of syringes, but that does last up to two years. And Kybella, that is also probably about $1,000. And sometimes people need a couple more treatments. However, there's not many more options besides Kybella to get rid of the fat underneath someone's chin. Or you can also look at liposuction, which also can help with that. However, that's a lot more costly and a little bit more invasive. It's really upsetting them the way they look and they feel that, you know, this is going to help them feel more confident what they're doing. Then why not? It's their choice. And if that makes them happy, then it's great. 
Do you think the price is a conflict? Like, do you think it's too much and should it be lowered? Well, I actually do think it has gotten reduced. A lot of other competitors out in the market, there's a product called Javo, which is very effective. Also a product called Disport and another product called Xeomin. So what that has done to the market is when there's more competitors and there's more coupons basically offered, pricing has gone down. And let me just say one thing. I think everyone, when they think Botox, they think they're going to look like the Real Housewives. And, and actually, they don't. Most people just want to look like themselves. They want to look refreshed, but they don't want to look different. Nobody wants to look really that much different. They all want to look natural. And that's really the goal is to keep them looking like themselves, but looking like they're refreshed or they've slept better or they just came back from a vacation, basically. What exactly is Botox? Actually, it's called botulism toxin. It's actually a toxin. And what it is, is it injects into the muscles that cause certain wrinkles and it freezes those muscles. So you're not able to contract them and cause the wrinkling. However, the toxin does eventually get absorbed by the body and then you're gonna need to get another treatment, usually three to four months. And it just basically freezes the muscles and so it eliminates the wrinkle formation. Why do you think that there's a double standard with women enhancing their features? And what are your thoughts on it? People are tough on each other. I just think that if something is gonna make someone feel better about themselves and feel more confident, in themselves, whether it be going to work or whatever, being older and going out dating after being divorced, if that's gonna make them feel better and confident and happier than themselves, then who am I to judge what makes someone happier? Many people buy expensive cars, buy expensive houses to make themselves feel better. So if getting a little Botox so they don't have as many wrinkles, then good for them. Do you think it's mostly women getting Botox or is there men as well? It's mostly women. I'd say the majority of the patient population is women. However, I have had patients that have been men, but majority of them is women. When men age, they say, oh, they look distinguished. Whereas women age, they say, oh, they look haggard. I think there's more pressure in society for women to keep their appearance up. What do you think we can do to diminish those misconceptions? I think it's just such more common now. You'd be surprised who you treat. You have the grandmother who's, I've treated someone 85 years old. And she came in and she said, this just always bothers me. When she wakes up and looks in the mirror and this line bothers her, why shouldn't she be able to get that treated? 18-year-old to 85-year-old. Well, everyone has their insecurities and maybe something that they're not quite happy with about themselves and all different types of people. Professionals, housewives, students, really everyone. Grandmas. So I think everyone just wants to feel good about themselves. As four young women in college, all of us at Call of Beauty have our fair share of experiences with feeling the pressure to look one way or another. Here's some more from the voices that brought you this episode and how our opinions have changed or been reinforced after this research. I'm Estella Weeks. I'm Emma Rakovic. I'm Ellie Toner. And I'm Mel Crossley. Who here has Botox or filler? Personally, I don't have any, but I've always kind of considered getting it done, especially because I have like a lot of friends who get like the less invasive cosmetic procedures like 
a lip flip is a good example, or just small amounts of like lip filler. But definitely having those people in my life have those kind of treatments has put the idea in my head more so than ever before, I'd say. My grandma, not to expose her, has had like three tummy tucks, two and a half boob jobs, basically. Lots of Botox, filler, everything. And my whole mom's side of my family has stuff. So I feel like that influences me in a way where it's like, I see photos of them when they looked like my age and they looked so different. And so sometimes it makes me wonder if I should be starting to get stuff done now too. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I've definitely, like, I don't have any work done right now, personally. Like, I've never had filler or Botox, but I've definitely thought, like, after I have kids, like, how, like, if my body will look different and, like, how I'll feel about it, and I might, like, want to have those cosmetic procedures. And I've also thought about, like, when I'm older or, like, maybe even, like, in my mid-30s, like, starting to get Botox. Like, it's definitely something I've thought of. I think a big thing for me, when I think about the future, I also think it's it's just very interesting to see how our world has kind of influenced how these procedures are perceived. Because part of me is so much like, no, I don't want to get work done, like age with grace. I feel like that's kind of a thing that's so, it's not really the norm anymore to embrace aging and like the beauty that comes with that because it's beautiful to get old you know it doesn't need to be a bad thing wrinkles don't need to be a bad thing but at the same time I don't want to like downplay anyone who does get those procedures because it's all like a personal experience if you if you're not confident yourself if you're insecure I don't want to be the one to judge anyone for doing something like about that like I want to just encourage everyone to do what they feel like they need to do to feel the best about themselves and I think that I guess self-confidence is like the most beautiful thing out there. It also boils down to the fact that some people are looked down upon that have had work and it has become such a cliche thing where it's like, like her beauty's not natural. But at the same time, it's like, would you rather, um, it could actually, like I personally know a girl who had a nose job and it was the greatest thing she could have ever done. She said before her nose job, she couldn't look at like pictures of herself from a side profile. Like she felt so insecure. She hated taking photos of herself. But then the moment she was healed from this nose job, she's like, I've never felt better about myself. And I think that's also so empowering. So who, who's like anyone to look at her and be like, oh, well, that's fake. That's not natural beauty. Because self-confidence is beauty. And if she feels confident in herself, I think that's beautiful. Um, I think those are great points. For me personally, I my mom does cosmetic um, injections and she does Botox, filler, Kybella. Um, and growing up as with a mom who does those treatments I think it was really interesting for me just because like I would go to her work um and I would like meet her the people she works with and see her office and stuff and I think it's just really interesting because like how my mom puts it is like who is she to like judge um like what Elle said like who is she to judge what people are doing like if they you know are wanting to feel more like better about themselves or feel feel more confident like, who is she to judge? And, like, if she can help them feel more, like, beautiful and, you know, good about themselves, then that shouldn't be an issue. But that is such a good point because, like, when men try to enhance, you know, themselves, it's never a conversation like, oh, they look fake or plastic or 
whatever. But for women, it is. And it's always about appearance and looks. And um, I don't know. I think that's a really good point. And I wonder what, like, you know, we can do to bring that more up in our society. I guess it's like the best that you could really do when it comes to these like beauty stereotypes, especially with um, cosmetic procedures is becoming more educated yourself, opening your mind yourself, and I guess encouraging those around you to do the same, and fixing your personal conversation around it to be more accepting and more inclusive and less judgmental, and just hope that that influence expands to those around you. And being on the side of women and not being on the side of discriminating them, I think... It's hard because you draw a line with like, well, what is the, you know, not saying feminism is like the ideal philosophy here, but is it feminist to accept women or is it feminist to tell women that they're beautiful without it and we don't need to listen to society? I don't know. It's very like, what's the right way here? Because obviously it's toxic as we're telling little girls that when they get a certain age, they need to. And I'm trying to play devil's advocate here where it's like, do we need to be enforcing this with women and getting their, getting little girls to be on board with being okay with seeing people change their face? Or do we need to be more accepting of our natural features, but then also accept people who feel so not confident with something about themselves? You know what I mean? Like, it's walking a fine line of what's accepting and what's like too accepting and what's damaging to society it's a really hard society to like live in especially as like such impressionable like young girls like growing up it's so hard like with social media with everything like our society it's so hard to like do what you want and not feel like you're being put in a box um and it's hard to figure out what you want for yourself and how you want to you know dress or if you wear makeup like there's always something and people are always going to be like, even guys I've heard are like, I like natural girls. Like I like when girls don't wear makeup. And it's like, I don't know, like it's frustrating because it's like, you can't win. What do you do? I think the standards for women are so unrealistically high. And it's just like such a crazy time for us to be like growing up and like developing into like adults. And I feel like the like influencers and celebrities almost kind of glamorize the idea of cosmetic procedures and on when you scroll through social media your whole feed anyone who has like millions of followers they have worked on their faces perfect there's not like any type of imperfection and so you see that on social media and so like for us like just regular like people who don't have a huge presence on social media and I'm also it almost like normalizes that like getting work done is just like expected it's just like something that everyone like if you can afford it or if you want to like should be and like could be doing which is kind of a crazy idea Obviously, this is a complex topic that we can't cover in full in just one podcast episode. There are many sides to cosmetic procedures. People receive them for different reasons, and they impact people in different ways. 
Though opinions around them can be strong, we hope that this episode has helped you to realize that you don't need to just have one specific stance on this topic. Just considering different perspectives helps us to break down the stigmas in women's beauty, making beauty an aspect of our lives that empowers us rather than harming us. Once again, I'm your host, Elle Crossley. And for Emma, Ellie, and Estella, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Call of Beauty.